This is Leaders Edge Magazine, non-technology editor Michael Fitzpatrick. Today we're talking InsureTech with Patrick Costello, principal of Evolve MGA, a startup that specializes in cyber insurance. Patrick, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. So we tend to think of startups as inventing new technology, but Evolve has taken a different path. How does the MGA platform fit into the startup InsureTech space? Well, Michael, an MGA is a relatively unique entity within the insurance distribution world. And frankly, from my perspective, I didn't really know much about MGAs until I started to study to get my CPCU designation. Um, but I mean, to start off with the definition, it's an organization that has underwriting authority on behalf of an insurer, right? And typically, MGAs will specialize in a certain area or industry class. And uh, in my mind, the MGA platform is ideal for a product like cyber insurance. So from our perspective at Evolve, we have the ability to go super deep when it comes to cyber exposures, cyber coverage, making our quote to mine process as absolutely as efficient as it can possibly be. Um, and, and really at the end of the day, the MGA model allows us to maximize the amount of value that uh, we can provide to retail insurance brokers. A number of cyber-focused MGAs are popping up. How do you compete in that kind of market? Well, Mike, I can tell you right off the bat that I'm confident that we have the best cyber coverage that's currently available. Um, I truly believe that there's a massive deficit in coverage across the industry. It's really common uh, to see carriers that are um, excluding or limiting first-party coverage. There's tons of new cyber policies that will include risk management warranties that will remove cover in the event of a claim. And to give you an example, Michael, it, you know, if you don't perform something like dual factor authentication, which could be maybe you are not calling the person that you're transferring money to before you do it, or maybe you're not implementing the recommended cybersecurity procedures, you're not gonna receive coverage. And this is really frustrating to me because um, a lot of competitors' coverage seems to be smoke and mirrors and it kind of discredits cyber insurance as a whole. So I, I, the other thing that I always want to caution brokers about is um, I think they need to be really careful about using newer MGAs that may be inexperienced when it comes to claims, right? Because that's the whole purpose of what we're doing on a daily basis, um, providing that, that coverage and that claims assistance when a, a hacking attack or some sort of incident actually happens. But um, beyond coverage, I think that our efficiency is unparalleled. We are super focused on going the extra mile to make sure our brokers and our insureds truly understand their exposures. Uh, and when we can combine super high quality coverage, efficiency, and uh, education, our brokers will have the ability to increase their bind ratios and our insureds will get the coverage that they actually need. So who are your insureds and what are the biggest cyber threats they're facing now? So we work with insureds in almost every industry out there. And if I were to break it down to one major cyber threat that really every insured is facing, it's the fact that everything is getting connected to the internet. Your car, your doorbell, your TV, your heat, maybe even your refrigerator. I'm not sure if anyone out there has seen Silicon Valley. But the fact that all these things are getting connected to the internet dramatically increases your chances of getting hacked. So uh, the fact that technology is... Um, consistently developing and increasing um, 
and the fact that we're relying on it on a regular basis just dramatically increases um, the exposures that all of our insurers are facing. So I, I always tell people that you need to focus on what you can, can, excuse me, what you can control. Make sure you have the right cybersecurity in place. Make sure you have the right cyber insurance policy in place, right? You want to make sure that your employees have um, the effective training that's in place. Like you'd be shocked about that the amount of claims that we see that are the result of human error in phishing. Um, and, you know, a simple phishing tool can help put uh, the employees that maybe can't really determine what's a, a good link versus a bad link and send them to training so they actually understand that. So that's what I think that people really need to focus on. What cyber threats do you see out there on the horizon that people may not be thinking about? Well, Michael, cyber attacks continue to evolve. No pun intended. Um, Michael, have you heard of that new hacking attack called cryptojacking? No, I haven't. It's, uh, I, I want to bring it up because um, it's one of the newer hack attacks that we're seeing. Forbes recently said that cryptojacking is now more prevalent than ransomware. And it's when, a, it's when a criminal will hijack your computing power to mine for cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. So it's, uh, it's a scary thing because it really, really slows down your systems and will drive business interruption losses and overtime costs. Um, we actually just released an updated cyber form, our new Evo 4.0 form, that specifically writes in coverage for this type of loss, um, just because we want to make sure that we're being as progressive as possible. And um, I know cryptojacking can sound a little bit complex, but we're happy to explain it in detail if ever needed. There's a lot of talk about silent cyber. How do you approach that? Yeah, and for all the listeners out there, um, silent cyber refers to uh, potential cyber exposures within uh, or contained within uh, traditional property liability insurance policies, uh, which may or may not uh, include or exclude cyber risks. They're, they're silent, right? So this is a huge issue when a claim happens because it can result in finger pointing from different carriers um, that say, okay, you know, you should pick up the coverage because you say this or, or you say that, right? So to avoid this issue, we, we always try to make sure the intent of our cyber policy is to respond primary so that we know that we are the first ones in there and we want to be picking up those costs right away. In, in our minds, affirmative cover and that primary layer is the position we always want to take. So there's no, confusion on the part of the insured. When it comes to underwriting, what's your philosophy? What variables are you looking at? So we don't get overly technical with cybersecurity related questions. We can gauge a lot from the industry class and the revenue, and we have lots of internal data that helps drive our decisions. Um, we like to know how much an insured is invested in their IT security, you know, if they have a chief information security officer, if they have legitimately thought about their cyber exposures. So we like to know when, um, you know, if our insurers are compliant with industry specific standards. Um, but at the same time, we're fully aware that human error is a huge reason for cyber claims. And we take that into account with our underwriting as well. So when it comes to claims, how do you handle claims? 
We have a 24-7 hotline and a partnership with uh, one of the most, if not the most, experienced cyber claims teams in the world at CFC Underwriting. Um, that claims team handles about three cyber claims per day, so they are an extremely well-oiled machine. So um, we're, we're, we, we're very confident and we look forward to um, walking our insured through that claims process because we, we know how it feels for someone to experience a hacking attack and completely uh, be in the dark as to how they're going to move forward with their business. Can you talk about your surplus lines offerings? Yeah, no problem, Michael. Uh, we have surplus lines licenses in every state, and we handle the surplus lines, filings, and fees for all of our brokers, unless we have a broker that really wants to do it themselves. Um, we found the most time that they would rather have us do it because um, it's a tremendous value add because you can be fined heavily if you do things incorrectly. Each state has different requirements, and uh, the requirements will change from time to time. So we keep a running active log of items that are needed for each state. When it comes to the current insurance distribution model or models, what changes would you like to see? Well, Michael, I think insurance is a very old school industry with a significant age gap. The two changes that I would like to see are increased efficiency and increased expertise. Um, I think that a lot of times in the insurance distribution chain, you have um, folks that are looking to add middlemen that are wearing multiple hats um, to the distribution chain. And it seems completely illogical to me, but uh, it's very common to see, you know, for example, a wholesale broker who specializes in executive lines. So they're doing cyber, E&O, D&O, uh, but with a developing product like cyber, I truly believe that retail brokers need a specialist who understands the environment inside and out. So you mentioned insurance being old school with the age gap. What's your hiring and talent development strategy to deal with that? Well, because most people, even with the, within the insurance industry, are in the dark when it comes to cyber, we've created a structured intensive training program that will significantly boost an employee's knowledge um, on everything cyber related. So our new hires will go through different phases. They'll pass tests. They'll do industry specific write-ups. They'll review competitor forums. They'll give internal presentations, et cetera. It's a super detailed process. Uh, we really want to make sure that our employees are experts when they're looking at risks or speaking with any of our brokers. And so we're looking to hire people, you know, right out of college. We're looking to hire people that have some experience in the industry, but we're also looking at people that have had the serious experience in the industry. So I, I wouldn't restrict it to one demographic or another, but I do think it, it seems to me that um, millennials are a bit more attracted to uh, just the, the overall vibe of cyber insurance. And a lot of times just based on the technology element of the industry, uh, they have a they have a strong grasp on it already, so that's kind of the way we're approaching that hiring and talent development. So your family has a long history in the insurance business. Can you tell us about that and how that played into your decision to start up an MGA? Yeah, for sure, Michael. So my great grandfather was an insurance broker, and I am the fourth generation of my family into insurance. 
Um, I grew up working for my dad's agency in Marin County, uh, going into the office in high school. Um, I got my PNC license when I was in college and immediately out of college, I um, jumped into an underwriting role with ACE in San Francisco. And so I got a really broad perspective of the industry, um, not only from the carrier side, but from the retail broker side. And then I also saw my brother who co-founded Evolve with me at Lloyd's of London. And I saw the, the wholesale distribution chain as well and, and how Lloyd's of London worked. And so it, it was a great education in, in the industry. And um, that's really what caused us to jump into the MGA model and, and find the, the correct mentors in the industry that you know, knew where the, the market was going and, you know, knew how to provide true value to, um, you know, the, the demographic of retail insurance brokers that we're working with. Um, so I think it was kind of a perfect storm of, uh, you know, the experience across the industry, the family history, and also the emerging product like cyber that, you know, we could really jump in and actually provide value when it comes to um, an emerging product. Why the name Evolve? I'm just intrigued by that. So, uh, as you may have heard me say earlier in our talk, um, cyber exposures and cyber coverage continue to evolve. And, um, you know, when my brother and I were at, at different areas in the insurance industry at our previous jobs, and we would go to cyber insurance or, you know, techie and Owen cyber insurance conferences, the, the term evolve was brought up um, about 100 times per conference. And so um, it just seemed like an incredibly natural, easy fit for the business that we're in, what we're looking to do on a daily basis, and also how we're looking to run the company. Um, one of our mottos is constant and never-ending improvement. Internally, we're always looking to evolve. Uh, we're always looking to get better. We're always looking to see how we can go the extra mile for the brokers that we're working with. And I think that's a really big deal because if I'm an insurance broker, out the retail insurance broker, I have too much to focus on to really dive deep into cyber. And so if I can access someone like an Evolve that has all this value, that can give me all this marketing material that can simplify everything, um, it's just going to make my life so much easier. So, uh, Michael, to answer your question, that, that's why with uh, Evolve. Well, thank you very much. Thanks to Patrick Costello, principal of Evolve MGA, for joining our InsureTech podcast. For Leaders Edge Magazine, I'm Michael Fitzpatrick.